Welcome to Sean's Rambles. I'm Sean, and today in my Interviewing the Fan series, I am joined by Yuka Haume. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hello, Sean, and Hyvä uh, Päivä from Finland. So, uh, I'm doing a couple interviews, hopefully with, uh, with some Finnish fans, and you were my first, uh, oh. hailing all the way from the far-off, wonderful land of Finland, uh, yes. where hopefully I will get to go soon. And enjoy, Welcome. The, enjoy the sun and your 18-hour long days. It's going to be wonderful. Yes, yes. It, the, those are wonderful, the long days. Uh, the, the short uh, days uh, during the winter are uh, uh, somewhat darker and colder and, and pro- probably not as uh, welcoming as uh, the summer is. Perhaps not as much, but also mm. kind of interesting. <laughs> It is, and then when you live in a country where you have all the four seasons, it, it you you can tell the well, how the time flies. <laughs> um, I, I used to live in in uh, New Jersey uh, at Princeton, and even though it, that's not really that far south uh, to a European, it is fairly south. But uh, to to me, as a Northern European, as a Finn, it was really south because all the days were more or less the same length. And and uh, the, there was no winter at that year, and uh, it was really odd. Well, and you're, if you come down to where I'm at, which is Florida, we don't really have seasons. We have wet and not as wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I reckon it it would be an experience. Yes, it's a bit hot. So um, we're here to talk a little bit about how you became a fan. So. And, and, you know, your interaction with fandom. Uh, and I wanted to start by asking you about, you know, your your childhood, the kinds of things that you were reading as a kid uh, and, you know, the, the fantastic stuff that, that you know, made you the, the fan that you are today. Uh, when I was a kid, I uh, was a, a bit of a sports person. I, I played football, the, the European football, where you play the game with your feet and with a ball. Uh, and uh, uh, I was really interested in, in sports literature for some reason. Uh, I remember distinctly when I became interested in uh, uh, speculative fiction or the fantastic, we had to do a book report uh, on our third grade. Uh, so I was like nine or something, and um, uh, I, I did... A report on some some sports book I can't remember anymore. But uh, there was this girl we we called her a bit odd because she was sort of a, an elven-like person living perhaps in some other dimension most of the time. But uh, she was she was telling us about this book about this dragon and and all these uh, little people and uh, elves and and goblins and whatnots. And I was like, well that. That's really interesting, but for some reason I wasn't following what she was telling at first, so I never got the name of the book, and uh, I would never go talk to a girl when I was that young, so um, I had no idea what the book was about, uh, what was the name of the book, who wrote the book, so I uh, uh, spent many a day at library looking for a book that would more or less have a dragon and a mountain. And I found the book called The Dragon Mountain in, in Finnish, which uh, was the original translation of The Hobbit in Finnish by J.R. Tolkien. Uh, it was not called Hobbit 
the first translation, but a dragon mountain, which makes sense, but uh, was a somewhat different. Um, and that that was more or less my first introduction to uh, the world of the fantastic, and it's it's been a slippery slope ever since. Um, I started reading uh, um, Edgar Rice Burroughs. Uh, I had read the Tarzan books, but there were these Mars books. And then there was these uh, booming stuff by Tove Jansson and, uh, and, and other Finnish authors. Um, and at some point, I realized that there is the adult section, and they have more of this stuff. There's, there are more books about spaceships and, and, and fantastical creatures. And, and good God, there, there are some books that are not even in Finnish, but in English uh, could I possibly read stuff in foreign language? And then I just did. And um, that's that's the way it's been ever since. Well, so excellent. So, so you started with um, some names that folks will be familiar with, and then obviously mm. folks who may be familiar with Finland will know the Moomin. Uh, mm. ho- hopefully they will know of it. And if not, if you've not been to a convention where Helsinki has been present then you've been missing out because there's always you one need somewhere. Need to know movements. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Um, so or else. So uh, are, are there any Finnish science fiction or fantasy writers that uh, you would consider yourself to be a fan of or have been influential on you in some way? Uh, if I look back in time, uh, those uh, golden days of the late 70s and early 80s, um, the people who were then writing probably not those people would make any uh, well not make sense there they might not be people who would be recognized outside Finland because uh, not a lot of those uh, books have been translated but uh, later on people like Johanna Sinisalo and uh, Lena Kroon uh, Marit Verronen Pasio Maria uh, those those writers have um, they have written sort of science fiction and fantasy that I would really call Finnish, uh, in a sense that they have this partly that Finnish weird, the tradition of uh, writing fantasy and science fiction from the bystanders perspective, or uh, not high fantasy, but low fantasy, very low key, uh, and science fiction, not great space operas, not major space battles but uh, more of a thinking man's uh, science fiction a bit more Stanislav Lem than uh, Alastair Reynolds interesting okay so so you would characterize that kind of bystander perspective as, as something that is very Finnish well uh, we have this thing called Reilu Meininki here in Finland that uh, we, 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 are, we have a very large neighbor extremely large one the one that we have had various conflicts and complications with for 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 many a long time and 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 the fact that we have lived side by side with the now called russia of uh, the former soviet union uh, has made us aware that we are not uh the the kings of the world like the swedes are they they still have this delusion of that they are a great big nation that uh, controls the world, whereas we have always been there, a little bit side of the 
the the limelight. Uh, so it, it's it's perhaps perhaps both fitting and and easier for Finns to uh, be like that. Even though uh, I I if if we would have writers who would write proper epic science fiction and fantasy, I would have nothing against that. I'm fairly certain if there would have there would just be those authors who would be interested in those things. They might be uh, big names in, in Finland and, and elsewhere as well. But uh, the writers that we have, the authors that we we have who write uh, fantasy and science fiction are more or less like that um, side 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 person. Uh, they are not the uh, not perhaps the glorious main hero. Unless you count out something like Hannu Rajaniemi, who who writes somewhat more um, epic stuff than uh, most Finns do. Yeah, yeah, and uh, one of uh, one of the big Finnish authors that folks outside of Finland might know. Oh yes, certainly, of course, yes, he is. He is our big numero uno, the big cheese, le grand fromage. He's he's the one that most people would recognize. True, yes. Excellent. So. Um, I know we've been talking a lot about books, and I, I'm curious. Mm. Did you did you watch a lot of films, uh, science fiction film, fantasy film, when you were a kid? Sure. Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, I was I was a kid in the 70s. Uh, so when Star Wars came, and I reckon it didn't came straight away to Finland. So I went to see it fairly early on, but I reckon it must be something like 1978. Yes, yeah, so the year early, after it came out. Yeah, you know, the next next year, and uh, on and I, my mind was blown off. Uh, it was possibly one of the greatest uh, uh, movie experience for me. The beginning when you when you see this wonderful large spaceship going over your head, followed by this even bigger one that just uh, will never end. And and all the all the all the excitement and the the colors and and the action and everything that uh, the original Star Wars had uh, that that made a great impact on me. I I I I went to see most, if not all, science fiction films that came to 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 Finland uh, to to Helsinki at that time. It was not like these days. Uh, we we had movie. I mean, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark was uh, on on the screen for over a year in Helsinki when it came out. Wow, fifty plus weeks. And and nowadays, if you have a, a film there for five weeks, that's a lot. Not to mention ten or fifteen, and fifty would be unheard of. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I went to see the 2001 when it was uh, re-released after the Star Wars because hey, this is the real science fiction movie. I was <laughs> probably bored to tears. Later on, I realized that it's one of the greatest science fiction movies ever made. But uh, like a 10-year-old me seeing this, what are these monkeys doing? <laughs> what's, what's all this then? <laughs> what's all this silly music? Yeah, I- yeah. I do think it's really interesting in because uh, I, w- I was born in 83, and so most of my movie-going experience is in the era after the invention of home video. Oh, yeah. And so 
I don't really have those experiences of, of films staying in theaters because they're so popular. They just stay for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. I mean, I, I get surprised when something sticks around for six weeks, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's kind of the, the new era. And I do think it's interesting when you talk to people who remember that period when they, they could go to a film like Star Wars, right, and it would stay in the theaters for, you know, two years. Uh, it's really fascinating to think, you know, that's that was how you saw your movies because it's not like the, <laughs> you didn't have an option when you got home. You know, I don't even know what they were playing on TV. I mean, they had TV shows, but I don't know how many times they played movies on TV. They must well, have played movies, but yeah. You young people have it so easy nowadays. When I was, when I was your age, no, when 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 we 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 had uh, when I was a kid, I, I believe when I was born, we had one channel, or perhaps two, just just about two channels on television. And and when we finally had a third one, that was a big deal uh, at some point. And uh, but yeah, um, there was not a lot of science fiction on television when I was a kid. I I, I missed Star Wars, uh, Star Wars, the other one, Star Trek by by just. I, I wasn't interested in uh, science fiction at the time when it was uh, first broadcast in Finnish television. And we never got Doctor Who uh, un- un- until the the new incarnation came. Um, and there was very little by way of science fiction on telly. You have your uh, Space 1999 and, and Galactica at some point, but um, it was... Fairly little, and but whatever there was, you had to watch that because then you would have something to talk about later on uh, at school or or a football field or whatever. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Uh, and now, of course, today we have hundreds of channels. <laughs> yes, we have hundreds of channels even here in Finland, and uh, you have your uh, hundreds of DVDs and Blu-rays and and all the things that you can get via this uh, intertubes, various Netflixes and whatnot. Uh, it's it's really interesting to think, you know, because like even my mom, you know, she would have been in the era when maybe she had. Not I don't know maybe like ten channels, uh, mm. and now like that we have so many channels that we we like we don't know what to do. It's almost crippling because you know, if you get if you get cable or satellite TV in the U.S., you get two hundred channels even if you don't want them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what do you do? You can't watch all of this television. No, no. Uh, we we just bought a new TV and uh, and I, I reckon I must must have watched something from the actual television set uh but not a lot i mean uh people don't watch tv the way we we used to watch you you have something that you can watch your uh electronic material from or you can you can download something and you can watch it from your telly you watch things when when you want to as opposed to the olden the olden days when when you had your schedules that okay it's uh, five past ten now that the movie starts you have to be there in order to catch it yeah the convenience of technology as it were yeah yes it's an, yeah. it's such an interesting change and i'm a teacher so i'm watching mm. new students come up in the world you know i, I teach freshmen in college 
And every mm. year, right, they get a little bit further removed from my world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yes. it's, it's very, it's fun, but it's also, uh, you know, I'm getting to that point where I'm starting to feel a little old. <laughs> you were born in 83, so you're what, 30-something? I'm 31. I'll be 32 in a couple months. But I know oh. I'm not, like, actually old. It just, when, you know, you're 31 and you're around 18-year-olds all day. <laughs> I'll be 50 when Finland will be 100, and uh, hopefully the World Science Fiction Convention will be 75 in, uh, in, in Helsinki. I really hope so. So, since mm. you brought that up, um, obviously, if folks don't know, uh, Helsinki is bidding for the 2017 Worldcon. Yes, it's yes, a we are. Big deal because I'm a huge supporter of it, and obviously my guest is a huge supporter of it. Uh, I, I hope it's obvious. Uh, it'd be very strange if he wasn't. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, that would be uh, fairly strange since uh, if it happens, I would be one of the co chairs. So tell us a little bit about uh, how you became involved in the Helsinki bid. Oh, yeah. Uh, originally, uh, we we started. It was Emily Aro who is the the, the, the person behind of it all. Uh, I mean, the Finnish fandom more or less had talked about the possibility of perhaps one day in the far future we might have a fandom that would sustain a large convention, which we actually do, and uh, that we might uh, want to organize something really international. And how about this Worldcon? But uh, that's idle talk. Whereas Emily, who is a catalyst for many a thing, uh, went to ShyCon 7 and uh, with clearly in something in his mind uh, for for this thing. And, and he, he met some smoths, those people who make that sausage. Uh, and uh, they were... Um, obviously egging him on and telling that, oh, come on, there's only two American bids. Uh, surely, surely you, you should do something for Finland. And and he phoned two people, myself and uh, Christopher Lawson, uh, who he knew would be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Crazy. Enough to uh, say him, tell him that, uh, yeah, you go for it. Um and, and he phoned me and said, I'm going to the business meeting and I'm going to propose that Helsinki would uh, bid for 2015. And I said, okay, you go, girl. Uh, he went, he proposed, and uh, then we started bidding for 2015. And in San Antonio, Texas, we lost by 35 votes, which was... Hindsight, it feels oh, thirty-five votes. Oh, mm, that's so little. And and but when I when I look back really and think about the time when we were there, um, I I wasn't really expecting us to win uh, or or to be that close even. But as the as the convention progressed and we saw that there was a lot of interest in Finland, there was a lot of interest in our bid, and people really thought that Helsinki as a city would be a great place to have this kind of convention. Our uh, hopes were raised only to be crushed by measly 35 votes. 
And um, we thought, well, that was interesting, but uh, so taxing and so so different because we 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 don't do bidding here. We we have this consensus uh, way of thinking that uh, okay, who would be the best people to do this next year's? FinCon or the year after that, and okay, you would like to do that. Well, you do that then. Whereas in 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 bidding, we 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 need to be telling people how great a city Helsinki is, what a great nation Finland is, what great people Finns are, and and look, we have wonderful candy. Uh, oh yes, it's black and it uh, tastes foul, but uh, you love it, and. Uh, <laughs> And and look, there's some drinks here. Some of them might taste somewhat peculiar, but it, it's an acquired taste. And I'm sure that if you are uh, drink more than enough of it, you will love it. Yeah. And reindeer, you got reindeer <coughs> that you eat. Yes, it's uh, it's 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 good. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, for some some people it is a bit difficult, and I can understand because I mean uh, you have your Koreans and everyone who who eat dogs, and as a person who has two dogs, that I would find it really difficult to eat a dog. And and there are lots of people who think that uh, reindeers are these wonderful thingies that uh, pull Santa Claus's uh, sledge, and that's it. But you know. There are quite a lot of those reindeers up north, and the various uh, reindeer-like creatures, caribous and whatnots, in in northern hemisphere, and and they don't. Uh, the wolves and the bears are not the only ones eating them. You you need f- humans to eat them, and it's delicious. <laughs> oh my God, reindeer stew, wonderful. <laughs> so uh, so obviously the bid is for 2017, and. Uh, this is going up the same week we're recording it, so that means that folks who are not attending the con, their deadline is, if I recall, you told me, was the 10th of July. Or to, August. Or Sorry, of August, sorry. Uh, stupid me. So in basically a little less than three weeks, you need to oh, get yeah. your, your hand-done uh, bid sent. It needs to be to them at, yes. at the WorldCon. Uh, so I- Site selection uh, ballot needs to be at the hands of the people who are running the show. Physical or an email version of uh, autographed sig- signature-filled uh, ballot needs to be there. Yes. No, I, you, have to be, you have to be a member of this year's Worldcon at Spokane, uh, Sasquan, yep. uh, which currently the... Uh, supporting membership is $40, and then you have to pay the site selection fee, which is another $40. The good news is that $40 turns into an automatic supporting membership for whatever bid wins for 2017. Exactly, yes. You will be a supporting member of the 2017 Worldcon, wherever that will take place, whether that would be Helsinki, D.C., Montreal, or Shizuoka. And I was wrong. It's, it's roughly two weeks I got it. I got it wrong. Um, well done. Yeah. So I I don't know how to count. Um, so for folks that want to find out about Helsinki, you want to tell them where they can go. Well, for the Helsinki bid, obviously they could Google Helsinki. But <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> where w- should they go? www.helsinkiin2017.org. That's H E L S I N K I I N two o one seven dot o r g. 
Whew, that was difficult. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being my guest and talking to me, uh, Yuka. I appreciate Welcome, it. Welcome, Sean. Yes, it, it's been fun, and you didn't even ask me how I got into fandom. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, real quick, how'd you get into fandom? <laughs> uh, I went to a pub meeting uh, in 1989, uh, uh, the 10th of uh, May. I have been uh, reading fanzines and, and magazines uh, from uh, from the clubs that we have in Finland for several years. And uh, in the mid-80s, I sent some uh, illustrations that I and I did to to some of them, and some of them printed them. But uh, I actually got into fandom really well, truly, in 1989. And uh, I have been there ever since, and I'm not planning on leaving any day soon. Excellent, excellent. So everybody go check out the uh, Helsinki vid, helsinkiin2017.org. And thank you again for being my guest. Thank you. If you'd like to find out more about Sean's rambles, you can go to seanduke.net. That's my new homepage. It's really cool, and I'm really happy about it. You can also go uh, to the sidebar to subscribe. You can also subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. If there's somewhere else you'd like me to put the show, just let me know. Send me an email if you've got a question or a suggestion or whatever at A-R-C-O-N-N-A. That's Arcana at Yahoo.com. You can also contact me at skiffyandfanning at gmail.com, which is pretty easy, too. Uh, and if you wouldn't mind, throw up a review on Stitcher and iTunes if you're enjoying some of the episodes. I would really appreciate that. And if you'd like to support me and what I do as a podcaster, a blogger, and those kinds of things, you can go to patreon.com slash seanduke. That's Sean with a U. And uh, yeah, give me a buck there. It'd be really cool uh, just to show your support. So on that note, uh, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. And uh, have a great day. Mm-hmm.